That's oh. where the video goes first. Then it gets posted over to the Bucks main Facebook page. So I think there's been questions on both of the videos. So if we haven't gotten to yours, that is Looks probably like why. Some. So now we're definitely getting some here, which is great. So yeah, I'm sure they're going to be all happiness in life. Totally. We're here to face the music. Yes, we're not going to pretend like that was how things were supposed to go in Chicago. <laughs> uh, so before, as we let people start getting some of their questions in here on Facebook, um, I guess I will just begin with, I mean, the, the defense, we have to talk about that. And um, after evaluating the game, hearing coaches talk about it, what is your sense of what went wrong and, and how the team can move forward from here? They, they tend to evaluate things in quarters. So now the first quarter of the season is done. How can they make this defense From what they know it can be? Yeah, um, it seemed to me the big the, – the defense has not had good returns for the season as a whole. But right. this particular game snowballed and got out of hand. It seemed to be the main new bad thing was a lot of missed assignments or messed up communication or breakdowns in, you know, it was everybody on the same page because that's how in the NFL you get – multiple times of guys wide open. Right. I mean, whenever you see a play like in the NFL, it kind of makes you go, whoa, when there's a guy wide open. Mm -hmm. And when it happens five or six times in the same half, that is a stunning outcome. And uh, nobody saw that coming, and that's obviously the main problem from that. <clears throat> there is a way to look at that somewhat optimistically, and that is if the main problem in that big defensive breakdown was mental errors – Presumably, that's something that could be fixed, especially when you have a bye week for the for the coaches, as they're going to do, to thoroughly self-scout the team, not just this game, but all four games, and come back with the players next week as they're preparing for Atlanta and a little bit this week with some very concrete things of this is why this has happened. This is what you did wrong. This is what maybe we did wrong. I'm sure at some points the coaches will, will say that as well. But if they're trying to help a player avoid that same result, potentially that – could be resolved and we've seen it before um, I'm not saying it will we'll have to wait and see if this defense is going to improve but there there is a bit of track record with these same people in 2016 the first eight games were not good at all defensively maybe the worst in the league or one of them and then the last eight they really turned it around started getting lots of uh, lots of inter lots of turnovers uh, did a much better job on third down and so it's conceivable that that could happen again. They've got pretty far to go because I think I believe the Buccaneers rank last in the league in defense. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see if it happens. Uh, I think there's reason to believe that it can be fixed. Are the Buccaneers going to turn into the best defense in the league? That would seem like a long way to go. But with the offense that we have, merely being a decent defense would probably be enough. And, and that's right. certainly what we can hope for. And we did get to see Vita Vey out there for mm -hmm. the first time, and we already had a question from Sean. He says he's watching from Washington, D.C. Okay, cool. And he wondered how uh, Vita graded out from this last yeah, Coach Yeah, said, Coach said that he was about what you would expect from a guy that hadn't played live football since, um, I guess, maybe like last December in a game. Uh, I did. He did get to play more snaps than they originally intended. I think he ended up playing roughly 50% of the snaps, which was good because it's helping him knock off the rust. They probably were going to give him a smaller – uh, set if the game hadn't been so out of hand. Um, Coach said, you know, there was good and bad. Uh, he was, you could see his power, but there were times when he was handled by 
professional offensive linemen who have been playing in the league for uh, for quite some time. So I'd, I'd probably say it was a middle-of-the-road kind of grade for him. They don't share the exact grades that they give him. I did personally notice a couple things. Uh, there were a couple plays where you could definitely see Vea's power, where mm-hmm. he got a one on A couple times he was battling two guys at once, which is something that he's good for. You right. know, Coach Mike Smith says – Means someone else put, isn't. Yeah, yeah. You have to put four hands on him, not two. And I saw a couple times when he – pushed his guy back pretty pretty quickly and into the backfield in in neither case did it end up affecting the play very much but at least he did well in that regard right I also noticed that when he was in there we were more likely to, to really put our ends farther out and sometimes even JPP was standing up as a pass rusher on right. the right end and uh uh, it was more like a 3-4 look, and as Coach will tell you, every team does some 3-4 and 4-3 looks, some over and under packages and so on. And so it's not unusual for us to do that. It, it looked more like a 3-4 with JPP standing up. And, and that's, you know, Vita, you can just see when you're looking down from the press box, he's such a big guy. He really is. And, and so that's after losing 15 pounds right. in, when, during this time yeah. with the injury. Well, he can occupy so much space in the middle that it kind of gives you some other options with how to arrange your defensive linemen. So in the long run, I think he's going to be the big impact player that they expect him to be when they took him in the first round, like right. 12th overall. Yeah. But it's a little incomplete so far. Yeah, one great. game is, is not enough to say for sure. Um, Dennis said, in your opinion, what kind of leash does Winston have? In other words, might he get benched for Fitzpatrick if he – and he said something like three picks happens. Um, or does he say – he also asked, is there no leash at all of basically Winston's it now and you don't go back to Fitz unless there's an injury? In any particular game, I think that it is possible that he could be relieved if it was just going horrendously bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I think it would take quite a bit for them to make the switch back on who's the starter if there's not an injury of, of involved. Uh, in any particular in any particular game, you could see it, though. I mean, if things were going horribly badly and he was right. f- responsible for four or five turnovers and you obviously know you have a guy who's proven he can play well sitting there on the bench it certainly makes some sense that he could be called upon right Ryan, Ryan that is I think it would be a fairly long leash I think it would be an extremely long leash like one of those you can put in the middle of your yard so your dog can run, <laughs> run the whole yard yeah. for the point of <laughs> the season as a whole right okay that's a good way of putting it um Ethan said after a great game versus Philadelphia in week two what has Ryan Smith's role been and in the large mm-hmm. picture where does he fit in that secondary yeah. he's he did have a game in fact the coaches said that was his best game as a pro which is great because you and I both know you, you need as much cornerback depth as you can possibly get right um he also got to play a little bit more um in this game because they in a number of positions like they took they let him play for Brent Grimes for the second half and you know Vita Vea played a lot more James Winston obviously came in Ronald Jones got to play Mm -hmm. Justin Watson got to play a little bit they took that opportunity to to look at some other guys in a game that you probably weren't going to come back in and so he got another look there which is good I still think he is currently serving as a reserve and that your guys are Carlton Davis and Brent Grimes with MJ Stewart in the slot he's not really a slot guy He's an outside guy, so he has to unseat either Brent Grimes or Carlton Davis, and he certainly could if he continues to play really well. Um, at the moment, I believe he's still a reserve, but as you know, all these cornerbacks get used at some point or another. Right. Uh, Jesse wanted to know what the issue has been with the run game so far. Uh, the issue has been it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, going into that game, a lot of it was situational. You know, uh, the, In the first two games, mm-hmm. the passing game was so good right off the bat, uh, and then when you were running in the second half, it was generally in those four-minute drills when the other team knows you're running and trying to run out the clock, and it's hard. That's tough sledding to really put up good numbers in that situation. Uh, in the last couple games, 
there's been a little bit more of an effort, I think, to establish the running game early, and it hasn't gone particularly well. And that is a that is a good question. It's another thing that I'm sure is going to be a big part of their self scouting right. this week. I don't think that you're going to see the Buccaneers of 2018 at any point become a particularly balanced offense. The running game needs to be better, but when your passing game is this good and clearly that much better than your running game, you're going to continue to rely on it. That's that's the NFL nowadays. Every team doesn't have to say we have to establish the run first. Right. You know, 20 years ago, every team would say that. No team would think about throwing it 45 times a game, but it's, that's not the way the NFL is anymore. Right. And when you can complete 75% of your passes – you know, and you can approximate the some bits of a running game with little screens and so on. You can make that work. Um, what's wrong is 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 probably one of those questions where a coach always says, "If it was one thing, we would tell you and we would right. fix it and it would be fine." It, it, it's probably a combination of of a number of things. And as well as those guys have passed blocked up until this last game, perhaps the blocking up front hasn't been very well. And and I don't think either of the two main backs have done a lot of making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim wanted to know if you saw Andrew Adams playing anytime soon, our new safety. Yeah, um, you know, it wasn't a surprise that he really wasn't utilized in that game because he had just arrived that week. And so Isaiah, when Jordan Whitehead was suddenly unable to go, um, it made more sense to have Isaiah Johnson, who's been here for two-plus years and all through camp. Um, but, yeah, I could see him once he's learned the, uh, the defense because he has good NFL experience. In fact, he has more right. NFL experience than the other safeties. So, yeah, you could certainly see that. Okay. Uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron, yeah, says, he, what's the status on the Bo Allen injury? Do you think he'll return in week six against Atlanta? I hope so. And I thought that maybe the fact that we released Jarrell Worthy yesterday was a sign of that, you know, because that's defensive tackle depth. And you would think that would be you'd want to keep your depth around if – Bo was still going to be out, but then today we signed another defensive tackle, Raheem Nunez Roches, mm -hmm. and um, so that we're back to the same number defensive tackle. So maybe that's not a hint on where he is. But coach said that it's possible he'll be back. Okay, now, he he's not going to give you a lot of real good, real you know detailed injury updates. Right, of course not. Why help the other team? But I, it is certainly possible. And if you had finally had Bo, I mean Mitch on Ryan sometime in the future, hopefully too. But if you finally had that threesome of Bo and Vita and Gerald, that would really be interesting to see how well it can work. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Douglas wants to know, has Father mm -hmm. Time finally caught up to Brent Grimes? You know, I, I know why that question would be asked. Um, I don't think anybody had a good game in Chicago, so you can't say that Brent had a good game and then you didn't play in the second half. So, But but let's not get over, too overwhelmed over a small sample size. Okay. Say. We don't know the answer to that yet, and right. I certainly wouldn't make that judgment based on one game. Uh, Nicholas wants to know how long we think O.J. Howard is going to be out and how that might affect the offense. Yeah, that's one that Coach did say, and it was funny because he actually gave them some information that O.J. would be out for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. and the media was a bit surprised. He says, well, I wouldn't tell you, if it, but the report's already out there. So right. that response leads me to believe that that report is um, accurate, and that report said two to four weeks. Coach said at least a couple weeks. It feels like to me anytime we have one of these, this guy's going to be out for – X number to Y number of weeks, it usually ends up being a Y. Right. So um, maybe it's the pessimist in me, but I'm worried that it'll be out for four weeks, which is three games, which isn't the end of the world, yeah, especially with Cam Brady week coming on. timing is pretty yeah. good. For It seems like probably for Bo and OJ, yeah. it was good timing. There's always that. somebody that the That's bye true. week is good, well-timed for. And there's always someone you wish that the it bye week was yeah. uh, applying for it as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Nicholas also asked when the last time during a season the Bucks made any sort of coordinator change. Yeah, I, the only ones I can think of, 
um, and they were really kind of like right before the season was um, when Raheem Morris got the job in 2009 as a head coach, and he brought in um, two well-established guys, coaches that have been around a long time, and um, the, the defensive coach was Jim Bates, and the, I can't think of the name of the offensive coach, uh, but they made a change on that right before the season, and uh, so that was kind of jarring. And then I think at some point they made a change with Jim Bates, but it is extremely uncommon. And as Coach Cutter said, okay, you want you want to make a change? You want somebody gone? Well, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's next? Who's taking over and who's right. changing this? And it's, it's not a thing that is pr- usually particularly common or helpful to do that in the middle of the season. Right, and yeah, and I think that's something to remember that it almost reminds me the way people talk about that. It reminds me when people are like, oh, just trade for so-and-so that like the ideas of mm-hmm. things being a lot easier than they seem in a league yeah. of where, oh, we'll just trade for so-and-so. Yeah. And you're like, but how does that work? Oh, just sign so-and-so. Yeah. And like, there's just so much more to any change on a team. Yeah. The ramifications of things it's are not always fantasy huge. Right. It's not like you just call your buddy up like, hey, yeah. give I'll me this guy. I'll give you Ronald Jones for Le'Veon Bell. Right. Uh, Gary wanted to know, do you think Rojo is going to end up getting the starting job? I think that's still possible. I don't think right away, no. Um, Peyton has probably – well, I mean, Ronald Jones only has one game yeah, it's a little other than the preseason to, to, you know, compare the two. Um, Peyton pretty solidly has that – had that job to start the season. Right. And um, I don't think that anything has happened – to make that change yet. Now, if Ronald Jones starts giving you explosive plays in the running game, which was the hope when you drafted him and something that we absolutely have not had, if that starts happening, then yeah, of course they would make that change. But right. it hasn't happened yet, so. We'll end on this one, and I think uh, this is an interesting way of looking at things that Ken brought up the idea that when you're relying so much on a passing game and aren't running as much, it doesn't eat up enough clock, and your defense ends up having to be out there. So even when you're doing really well, your yeah. offense is scoring, 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 but it's these big chunk plays. Your defense can end up being out there for a really long time. We've seen where even though those couple games that the Bucks won, mm-hmm. they lost the time of possession idea, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's like, oh, that's fine. It worked out. We Big yeah. plays, but that, that does affect your defense yeah. to a degree. Is that something that you see being a factor? There is definitely a factor, and they discussed it. It's like after the Philly game, as you mentioned, when you have two 75-yard one-play drives, your defense is right back out there in the field, and you want that, obviously. You'll take every 75-yard touchdown you can get. But there is that factor of them wearing down. But I would argue against the distinction being made here that that's because of the lack of a running game. Because like I said, you're – you're completing 75 to 80 percent of your passes Mm -hmm. you're still keeping the clock running right and when we were when it was going very well in two and most of a third game your passing attack is still is still in addition to those big 75 yard plays is still putting together some decently long drives and and whether you get the yards by running the ball or by throwing it doesn't make any differences if you if you i understand if you're throwing a lot of incompletions you're stopping the clock a little bit more often, right? Um, but if you're completing most of your passes, it's just as effective in terms of, of keeping time of possession as running the ball. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite. Uh, we'll be back here next week, and we are going to need plenty of your questions. It's going to be the uh, coming off the bye week. We won't have the game we can to talk, talk about, about so Atlanta. We can talk about you know going up to Atlanta. Any other generic Buccaneers questions you have? So make sure you come back here next week so we can get all your questions answered. That's going to do it for us. See you next time.